0: Wait, you don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. What, what we're talking about? Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Michelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And we're in episode 32.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So don't, for okay, so we did miss a week because uh, Rochelle over here decided to get sick. What what'd you have?
1: A month long, a month long allergy attack.
0: Okay, that's fun. Man, look <laughs> at you being all short, uh, sentenced. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't open it up too much, Blake. Yeah, Just no, take don't over. Make
1: me, don't make me talk. I, this is the best I've sounded in, I don't know, 10 or 13 days, I don't
0: know. All right. Well, let's uh, everyone. Let's welcome everyone back. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. It is private, but as long as you don't look like a complete nut, we'll probably let you in. <laughs> uh, so join the Facebook group, join the group, join the conversation. We also like to welcome our listeners from all over the country and all over the world and uh, ask you to join the Facebook group as well.
1: Yes. Join the community. And we love hearing from you because everyone has, um, different techniques. We have mastered different parts of life and it's really cool to see and hear from you and, and, you know, really get a window into, Hey, I've accomplished this, this, and this, because it's really encouraging. You know, there's just so much to get your arms around (coughs) and, Create a way to where you feel comfortable in the world, you know, minimize the amount of discomfort you feel operating in the world. So it's it's cool to see everyone's stories.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's bring everyone together. I agree. Kumbaya. (coughs) Kombucha. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I don't know if we want to focus on this as the entire topic, but it is something that I've been thinking about um, because I've been trying to date, you know right and so rochelle just left after i said that i'm sorry rochelle i didn't mean it um it's hard for me to talk when you're not when you're not here because then i'm just talking to myself i'm just talking to myself wasting precious air no you're so literal i was just turning the ac on so you didn't sorry no now i'm sweating and i need something to drink okay Okay, this is a great episode so far. I,
1: I'm I'm hoping you're gonna do uh, the lion share of the talking. I'm recovering from acute laryngitis and apparently undiagnosed asthma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm still a little uh, <clears throat> sorry. Keep talking.
0: I'm trying. So, because I made myself some notes to talk about some stuff, or just things I th- wasn't sure if we talked about this week. So things like social awkwardness, masking, like things like nodding when you don't know what people are talking about. Right. And then avoiding human interaction and dreading things like phone calls.
1: You do dread phone calls.
0: Um, I do. And, you know, for instance, where the hell were we? Was that today or yesterday? We
1: were somewhere with a phone call?
0: No, not about, f- it wasn't a fo- Oh, it was at the pool. Declan had his swimming lesson and you were like, oh, go talk to the lady and ask her these questions. And I was like, you just do it.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there were some critical questions. We needed to find out, like, if he was ready for the next class, you know, and just just straight interacting so but you've done that where you've talked to her before and so what you're what i'm hearing you say is like if i
0: if i can avoid it at all costs i will
1: but you were comfortable when you were just kneeling down to get him and she was just front loading you with like her feedback from the class no
0: i just stand there and i nod and i'm like i I can kind of hear some of the things she's saying oh okay so i just that's what that's a big part of masking is is that you look like you're blending in but you're not blending in you're getting lost in the pack.
1: Did you kind of do you kind of gloss over like? Well, do some your, do the, your senses kind of numb a little bit like.
0: It's just like sometimes someone's talking to me about something and I'm just like, uh huh, like <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. It's sort of it's like with the ADHD when you're reading, uh huh. Like you'll read a sentence and then you or read a paragraph or read a page or sometimes read an entire book and you're like, what did I just read? Yeah, I've done that. So so
1: I see. So is it so? Break it down for me, like. Help me understand what you experience. Is it? There's multiple things going on in that room. So just just to recreate the the visual for our listeners. So it's an indoor swimming pool, and you're talking about when you're walking into the pool portion. It's it's humidified, so it's like 85 or 90 degrees in there. You, um, for comfort and routine, always wear your hoodie. You know, even if it, you're not.
0: Well, if it's cold, c- if it's kind of cold outside. That <laughs> is a naked baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Declan just ran up and jumped into mom's arms (coughs) and he is butt ass naked. (laughs) Um,
1: And then, you know, so there's kids splashing around and what we're doing is getting feedback about his swim lesson.
0: Right. From the from from the the swim teacher.
1: teacher. Okay, so there's a noise issue, right? Because of the kids and there's multiple people talking because all the parents are kind of getting this feedback.
0: You got to get closer to the microphone. I know it's hard for you because you're holding him.
1: Thank you. Um, So are you. Yes. You need me? Can you say that for... Th- Here, say it again. No. So are you... When you're walking in there and you're hot and it's loud, is that enough to shut down your senses? So it's,
0: It doesn't shut it down. It's just... I, I, I'm just going through the motions.
1: Okay, but there, but you've gone in there and received the feedback from her and come back and repeated it to me. So yeah, I know
0: it just uh, it's it doesn't always. I it's I don't want to.
1: (laughs) Oh, I see. You need to watch TV, honey. Oh,
0: he's so close to sleeping. Yeah, so we uh, okay. We're gonna pause for just a moment, and just like that, with the magic of editing, we're back.
1: (laughs) Okay, so what I'm imagining is like a, a. A combination of sensory overload because of the physical you know the heat and the humidity and your coat or your hoodie mixed and the sound right mixed with the social interaction
0: it could be a perfectly sunny day we could be at a at at a beautiful pool perfect weather and it could be quiet and i'd still not want to go talk to someone
1: oh i'm i'm not saying that you wouldn't i'm just trying to pack unpack everything that happens in that I'm
0: just saying those things aren't factors. Um, they don't help with the ADHD side of things, but as far as like the uh, social awkwardness, they don't
1: it doesn't make, hinder you. No. So your whole physical body could be uncomfortable and it doesn't really matter. You're you're it gonna It just feel doesn't make
0: it doesn't make it better. But it, it it's okay. not it's not like if every, if all things being perfect, it would still be the same response well, where right, I don't want to go talk to the That's person.
1: the autism, right? That that like makes that social awkwardness because There's always sort of that. um, There's that feeling like you're going to miss the social cues that that or just whether you're going to be accepted for your side of the conversation.
0: Well, at a certain point in your life, you just decide it's not worth conversations if you can avoid them.
1: Oh, okay. But you're so in this situation, you're a parent advocating for your child and you're interacting with his teacher.
0: I know, but you were there and I knew that you'd be willing to to jump in. To tag team in. That's the thing. Like I, I. I. I, it's not like I'm incapable of doing things no it's you're not that absolutely
1: I, that's the point I'm making actually is that you're not incapable and you've done it successfully in previous classes yeah but so in the classes where you <clears> did it successfully you how did you feel walking away from it
0: yeah I, I don't like it okay I, I don't want to do it if I can if if but I mean I do it because I'm trying to you know I don't want it to just fall on you every single time so that's why I like you know the idea of us trading off or whatever but but
1: if you had it your way you really wouldn't
0: interact with people <laughs> 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 strangers anyway
1: oh you need me honey
0: all right do we have to pause again yeah just oh boy. Real quick. this is gonna be a fun episode <sighs> naked babies everywhere Woo!
1: <laughs> we only have one
0: and welcome back again to the world's longest episode of you don't sound autistic <clears throat> uh rochelle was saying something
1: So how do you handle social situations where you need to interact with someone to gain important information, but you really just don't want to?
0: I try to look normal.
1: Okay. So how much energy are you spending on trying to look normal versus like- Most of it. Participating in the conversation.
0: Probably most of it. Okay. Yeah. Trying to not look weird.
1: What if it didn't matter how you you looked? (laughs)
0: I know it, th- there's n- it's there's nothing logical about it. I just know how I feel in a moment.
1: Okay, so so you just you're focused on the fact that you can feel that you don't feel yourself and that you feel awkward off. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really matter what they think. because it doesn't really matter what they think. It just all, no, I what don't matters it matters
0: what they think, but it, th- that's not the point.
1: It just matters how you it matters feel. matters
0: what I think that they think that no, I think. D- but
1: okay, but that's where you're giving all your power away because if you care about what they think then they have the right to approve or reject you. And they don't have that right. Yeah. So it really only matters how you feel in the moment. It doesn't matter what they think because they're not in your shoes. They have no idea what you're experiencing. They don't know what you've overcome to be in that moment. They don't have any idea like what your daily life looks and feels like. Their opinions of you are, are totally irrelevant.
0: I'll tell them that next time.
1: <laughs> no, just tell yourself. Your
0: opinions of me are irrelevant. How's my son doing in his swim That's class? That's <laughs> right. And, and, and in reality, I
1: think you might be projecting more than is really there. Like, they probably don't have half of the feelings about you that you think that they do.
0: Well, I'm sure they don't, but that doesn't change how I feel.
1: But it might be more about the opinions you have of yourself. Maybe. So, it's more you like... You got
0: real deep there. You cut me deep, Shrek.
1: No, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to say, like, you know try and think of it more about your comfort and your ability to you know get what you need out of that moment and don't worry about the other person because it's hard enough just just getting through our own days without having to I mean basically what you're saying is the way that you treat yourself is based on their opinions of you that's in an those, unsolvable unsolvable in the
0: moments when i'm having to approach someone new
1: sure but this but this teacher isn't new
0: yeah she's new to me still
1: okay so that's a better question how long does it take for someone to not be new
0: oh i have no idea okay yeah i don't know i think that's got a it's
1: so like a barrier has to be broken or basis
0: situation type of thing
1: like we could be in these swim classes for six months and she could still be new to you
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe like I've been dropping Declan off at daycare for how long and I still feel uncomfortable talking to the people at the daycare.
1: And what do you do in those moments? Do you do you take those tiny little moments to engage and build that up? Or do you kind of drop him off and say bye and and, <coughs> and don't engage?
0: I mean, no, I engage. But again, it's I'm not comfortable.
1: Okay, then I hear you. I know you're not comfortable. So, so how do you navigate that? Like do you just plan to be uncomfortable? And it, it's you can say yes. I'm not I'm just asking. Like
0: I don't plan to be uncomfortable. I don't like being uncomfortable. It's not something that I choose to do.
1: So then how do you take steps to just tiny steps, to baby, baby, baby steps to get yourself to where you do, where you feel less comfortable? I don't know. Less uncomfortable, sorry.
0: I don't know. If I knew that then I wouldn't do it. Thirty eight I'm thirty eight, so right? Yeah years old at this point i've either figured it out or i haven't i think for certain things
1: no well no the brain is always learning okay so there's all right
0: well why don't you answer your own question then smarty pants
1: look those at daycare they can make me uncomfortable too because you know they're uh, they're authority i don't know
0: them it's a it's a relationship at face value i don't do well with those
1: i slowly build it every single time i interact with them every drop off i ask a question or i you know say here's what his needs are or in every moment i am interacting and engaging with that relationship and it's separate because you have to build like with each person it's almost like you have to build a new one Yeah, because it's not like they all talk you know it's not a collective you talk to one it's not talking to them all that's what all, another thing that makes it a little bit more difficult is that there's you know five or six of them but like I don't make the effort to build a relationship necessarily with every cashier that I come in contact with, but someone that I'm going to see on a regular basis, I just take the little moments, even if it's just like saying, Hey, this is what's in his backpack or I added an extra pair of socks in case he pee's on them, you know, just something that makes the interaction happen so that I feel more comfortable talking to them.
0: Well, here's an example of, uh, so, I'm right next to a Zaxby's, which anyone that doesn't live in Georgia or, like, doesn't have a Zaxby's, it's just, it's a, it's a like, fried chicken joint. Mm-hmm. So, they have, like, chicken sandwiches, and I always get uh, buffalo wings or whatever. Okay. And Or I go to Subway. Yeah. So, when I, now I, because I'm so close to those places, and I go there all the time, yeah. at least once or twice a week. Okay. So, the and they started asking for your name at the zaxby's so the guy knows my name now so he's like hey blake and i'm like hey tom and i pretend like it's normal for this guy who i don't know to know me and it's like i'm like uh i wish but there are i almost don't want to go there anymore there are
1: okay there are layers to being recognized are you so this is like it's not like he knows you the only thing he's ever going to know about you is a are you go to zaxby's that you go to zaxby's (laughs) that you're a polite customer you know, I doubt he would bother learning your name and be, you know. Well, he had, he social. learned my name
0: because because they ask you for your name now. They used I to know. just be a number, so he never asked my ass, name. But if you
1: were an ass, he would have been like, "Oh, here comes that jackass again." Like he he looked he when he hears your voice through the intercom, there's a like a the
0: intercom. I walk in there. <sighs> it's a face-to-face interaction.
1: You really are choosing a face-to-face interaction?
0: I don't like going through the drive-through. Okay, Cuz na- they they screw cuz I like to get my own drink
1: oh so okay you're just screwing with the algorithm in my brain so sorry (laughs) i don't have that much you know i'm still i don't
0: trust them when (laughs) i go through the drive-through to get my order right
1: you got to remember blake i have limited oxygen in my brain i um
0: yeah
1: gotta use it wisely here so you would rather take on the social interaction for the comfort of getting your own drink and knowing your orders accurate that would override the social interaction of ordering in person
0: i guess so it just depends on my mood it, you know because i you are moody thanks <laughs> but it can't because like there's times when i'm like oh i'm gonna order a sandwich and i don't like to stand there and tell them everything i want to have on my sandwich so i'd rather them just make the sandwich and then i go pick it up but then i run oh. the risk and then like screwing my sandwich up
1: hmm. so but how then, do you reconcile that
0: because i don't like waiting in lines Okay. So there's like certain places, like, so like Publix has sandwiches. Yeah. The and, uh, Publix and, subs. and they're decent enough to, but if you, so if you go there, then you have to wait in line mm-hmm. and then you have to, there's, I don't know, like they're, they're not like super friendly. So there's like this awkwardness. Where they're yeah, like, they're okay, what do you, what do you, because they're busy. Right. So I'd rather just go and pick up a sandwich that's already ready for me.
1: So you've got this kind of worked out between all that's your places. What,
0: what do you think the masking is, dude? Like th- it's, it's like, a, it's a concerted effort.
1: No, I know. But on top of the masking, you've also got a pretty, this is strategic planning, yeah. actually. That There's a whole nother layer to it. Masking is, as I understand it. No, but I'm it, saying
0: it's, but it's, it's, it's in the same vein where it's, it still takes some calculated effort
1: to decide which environment and how to interact feels the most safe for you. Uh Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's a, to some degree, that's a part of what everybody does. It's just, I think that for you, it has to be a concerted, calculated effort where other people do that inherently and they take it for granted and they don't even realize they're doing it.
0: Probably. True. So
1: I think that that's okay. And um, I actually am really impressed, you know, and and honestly, that's a really important point to make because when when non uh, non neurodiverse people are trying to understand why living with neurodiversity is so difficult that you just kind of summed it up right there is that there's so many everyday things that you would normally be able to take for granted because you wouldn't have to put such like, focus and thought into, but for you, because at any point in time, you could turn a corner and be uncomfortable. Right. You could be uncomfortable that they didn't get your food right, and then that's a really big deal.
0: Well, like, when I go in to order food, I have to prepare myself, like, psych myself up a little bit to be like, okay, I'm going to go, because I'm going to have to talk to someone. Right. And then going into that environment like i don't know what that person's it's unpredictable situation yeah i don't yeah. know it's, it's unpredictable so yeah, i don't know that what was the one of the big things like. that i thought
1: was really interesting when we got your um report back you know from the um with your diagnosis is that she said it was really remarkable of you that you've, you've been a manager not just that you've been in your job for so long but that you've been a manager and a successful manager in your job because the level of unpredictability that that customer service brings is a real um, difficult point for you. And so that means, she said, that you're probably spending more of your internal resources having to prepare for the unpredictability of life, and it's draining you from being able to transition into more um, tasks and parts of the rest of your day. That's why the night times were so difficult, is because you had to use all your resources. like You had to use all your battery power in the middle of your day Right. Because of the unpredictability of it before you could get home to where life was predictable or more predictable. I mean, I guess when we had an infant, there was nothing predictable about life and that didn't help. That added to the complexity of one things. and
0: there's that transition then from between the two realms right. there too. Because
1: every night you were walking into something that was in a completely different place.
0: Yeah. <coughs> well, please so cough into the microphone.
1: I moved away.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: hey, at least I am, you know,
0: you sound like a woman again
1: mostly yeah yeah this is probably the, the first or second day i haven't sounded like clint eastwood
0: why do you, you keep naming different men like every time you say like you were like oh i sound like your brother i was like what what does my brother have to do with anything
1: i'm just picking a voice that has a you know recognizable tone and pitch and i mean i sounded really manly there for a while you did i was it was bad i i you know acute laryngitis that that hurt like my throat nothing was, cute about it Nothing cute about it. That's right. More
0: like meningitis.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Yeah, hilarious. Well, uh, so th-
1: so that's one of those. You know, I'm glad you brought it up though, because I, at least I think there are people that have become more aware of like the eye contact element of social interaction, and so people are less. Um, I can make eye contact, but I
0: have to do it with like purpose. Like I'm doing it, and then I'm like I'm making eye contact right now. I'm right. looking at this person's face, right? Like, or I'm, you know what I mean? Like, but you
1: don't have to anymore. Like, I think I mean there, and I'm not speaking for everyone because there are definitely some people who are asleep to this matter, and definitely still think that it's offensive if you don't look them in the eye. And those people can just go f off because you've got to evolve. Like we do not. Yeah, have. but at
0: this point, I've been doing it my entire life, so it's just part of.
1: But why force yourself to use your resources that way?
0: My resources.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my throat resources that way. if you have a limited um, we uh, every single person has a a finite number of resources biologically and energetically in a day Mm -hmm. why would you use your resources to appease someone else if it hurts you
0: to do it it's just a habit yeah
1: okay and that's a fair point habits are behaviors that have been trained by the brain and the body to Kind I've of run. socially conditioned myself to do these things. Okay, so how do we socially condition you to run a life that's more conducive and um, customized to your needs instead of what you predict someone else's needs to be? Because th- part of the thing about it is you're constantly trying to predict what everyone else's needs are, and it's useless. And, and then you're setting yourself up to be even more dysregulated by the unpredictability of their responses, where if I could get you to just see that, it, that that their interactions with you and how they feel about you and all that stuff is not nearly as important as how you feel inside your, inside your own body. Because if you're feeling good and you're feeling confident and you're feeling stable, then that's what matters. That's what gives us a better, you know, social environment is you feeling good. Because when you're feeling good, then your brain is connected to your brain's resources and you actually have more of your own capacity and you could infuse those situations. You'd have, you'd be more connected to your humor. You'd be more connected to your wittiness. Both are incredible skills of yours. But when you throw yourself into fight or flight because you're like preparing for this unpredictable social interaction because you're trying to predict them and then you're not focused on yourself, then... Most people don't even get to see the sliver of the true Blake that that is there. And for what reason?
0: It's because I keep my pants on to keep the true sliver of Blake. (laughs) Keep it at bay. You're funny.
1: Do you see my point, though? I think so. I I just see
0: that's masking. You have no idea that I have (laughs) no idea.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm starting to tell by the tone. So I'm just saying it's more important for you to focus on how you feel in every moment, if you don't feel like making eye contact with them, don't. I have clients that come in and see me and I know that eye contact is an issue for them and they will find everything in the room to not make eye contact with me. And I will, I will see that in the first five or six seconds of our conversation and, and I will not make eye contact with them. I will.
0: So then you both look like Stevie Wonder, just like looking. No, around the room I will. Like, so hey. what happens
1: is they'll talk and they'll not make eye contact with me and I notice it. And I observe it and I go, okay, well, I'm creating a safe place for them. So what I will do when it's my turn to talk is I will not, I will purposely look at the wall also and talk to the wall just a just kind of off gazing, you know? So, and they So look, then
0: you're masking.
1: No, I'm making, so here's what happens. So they watch me, they look at me for my response because they, they're expecting me to demand their eye contact. So they're looking at me all prepped for it, right? and I can see it because I got my peripheral vision. I I choose where to look on the wall so I can see their their face and their reactions. And when they see that I'm not looking back at them, then instantly they calmed, I can just see this wave come over their bodies, their bodies relax, their tone of voice changes, and they start to like "Ah," take the mask off actually because then they realize I'm not gonna pressure them into this social interaction because it's probably already taken everything they've got to just walk in and and ask for, you know, the body work that they need on top of dealing with the social interaction. So if I take that piece out for them, then it's a more healing environment and we can get to more of the root cause of what's going on, like take the mask off. that's better for everyone. So then they actually, they will open up more about what they're experiencing. We can create a, a treatment plan and I'm out of the room and they get undressed. And then when I come back, it's like, you can just see that there's this calm person they're on the table. If I, when I didn't pick that up before and I would like, okay, I'm going to look at you in the eye because that's, you know, what we do. I could see the rigidity in their, in their movement. I could hear the stiffness in their voice. I could hear the rapid pace of their words, you know, and, and they weren't breathing really well in between. Now I'm trained to look at all of those things because my job is to help people downregulate from stress. And those are easy biological stress markers that aren't necessarily going to help us have a successful session if they keep that up. So going through this process of illuminating neurodiversity in our own life, I realized very quickly how many people I was interacting with at the clinic that could benefit from an environment where they could take the mask off. So that's what I've done is just, you know, not play that role that they expect me to play and then they go oh okay I don't have to do it no don't do that. don't any effort you put in to putting that mask on and wearing it is reducing from your internal capacity to be yourself it's not worth it
0: you don't even need me <laughs> you said you were gonna let me do most of the talking this time
1: I had a I had a good point to make I
0: thought all right no you did okay what was it again <laughs>
1: I want to help create a world where you can take the mask off all day and just be yourself. Because honestly, it doesn't matter what the other person. It matters how you feel. The gauge through your day is: Do I feel good in this day, or do I, or or don't I? And you, the whole point is to continue to make decisions about how to increase your joy inside the day. And putting on your mask is going to take it away. Don't you agree? Do you ever feel like yourself? You ever feel happy all day from wearing a mask?
0: I don't know what happiness is, Rochelle. I don't know. I'm depressed.
1: <laughs> could that possibly be from a lifetime of wearing a social mask? Maybe. That now you don't know how to take off? A
0: little presumptuous.
1: I'm asking. I asked. I said could.
0: I th- I, I suppose it's possible. There's a bug flying around in here.
1: Yeah, I know. The fruit flies are back. Miho doesn't know how to kill those.
0: <coughs> um, man, I started talking about one thing, and now we're talking about something...
1: No, I think you bring up a good point because anxiety and depression often—they're often, uh, co- often co-diagnoses with um, diagnoses. Thank you. They're comorbid. I think is another way of saying they coexist. Like they're often a, a part of this. And I spend a lot of time thinking about well that because, like we've talked—I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast yet—but um, we have watched our three-year-old mask. Right. Just recently. And it has deteriorated the quality of his nights and weekends by being forced into this red shirt. And I know you don't see quite this, what I do, but I know that every single week that we forced him into that. red, And I, I don't want to use that word, but like we were trying to be compliant and he would agree and we would kind of all just deal with it. And it was like that same mask. Oh, here goes the mask. Like pretend like this doesn't bother me, but it does bother him. And by the end of the night, he had less capacity. He was cranky. He was more tired. He was more irritable. He was more incoherent. Like he'd get him he would get stuck in those I want chocolate milk. I don't want chocolate milk. I want chocolate milk. I don't want chocolate milk. And you just couldn't win. You know, so he at three years old is already facing some of these very same issues. Yeah. So it's a really important topic because a lifetime of this turns into anxiety and depression. And that doesn't seem, I mean, we, we know that that's not an ideal way to live. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But I, I know how to help him resolve it. I'm trying to learn how to help you resolve it because I don't want that for you going forward in life. Like I want you to feel like you can give yourself the room that you need to be yourself Every day. I'm just trying to learn from you. That's all.
0: Okay. You're talking a lot for someone that wants to learn. I'm smiling. I know you are. I was watching uh, Amazing Race. Okay. And they're somewhere. I don't remember where they were, but somewhere in another country. Yeah. And they had to, you know, they they arrive and Phil is there. Phil's the host. Okay they arrive on the mat, which means that they've like made it. So it's like you find out like what place you're in. And there's a, there's usually someone there, um, from the location that will welcome you. Like okay. welcome to Bali or welcome to wherever. And the person said, uh, we have two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen more than speak or something like that. I agree. And, uh, so just giving you that lesson. <laughs>
1: oh, you're giving that lesson to me. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I just keep talking to finish my point because I'm waiting for your response to show on your face so that I know that you're ready so I don't put you on the spot with dead air.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: I'm trying to read your face, too, you know. I mean, i that's the thing. Yeah. I get it. I
0: mean. Sorry, someone, someone liked one of my songs.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like
0: all your songs. No, you don't.
1: You're right. I don't. I like most of your songs. Thanks. Some of them get a little metal for me, and I just metal. Yeah, I don't know how to d- explain it. Metal. Yeah, that's how it sounds in my in my ears.
0: Oh wow! Well, you need to get your ears checked, homie.
1: Well, I'm I'm headed to the doctor on Thursday. All right. Get my diagnosis. The ENT. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't want to divert topics. You go ahead.
0: You get a fit B from the ENT. No.
1: No. 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 I'm so glad no one knows what a Fitby is. <laughs> it's an internal term. I don't Should think we need to explain. Should I tell everyone?
0: No. Okay.
1: Although it'd make a lot of the episodes more funny if they knew what it meant.
0: Yeah, inside. If if, if everyone knew the inside joke. Okay, when I'll tell everyone what it is on episode 100. We'll just call the episode fitb. Fitb. <laughs> okay, that's a deal. Um. So, I yeah, I started this whole thing. Is this? I'm always afraid that I'm not recording, and then we're just yeah, talking. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, we're. we're we're still recording we're good okay Ah, because i was saying about the dating thing and then oh yeah yeah and so so much of dating is like small talk right and everyone on their dating profiles are like i don't like small talk and i'm like what do you skip to you like it in the butt you know what i mean like (laughs) where do you where do you start a conversation if you're not starting with small talk
1: special interests
0: yeah, Is I mean, it, I, isn't
1: small talk like? How would you define small talk? Is like it the, the weather
0: and like how are you and, and all the nonsensical like, like all the ra- crap that you have to start a conversation with to get to the good stuff?
1: Well, you don't always have to.
0: Like, do you like a fit B? Oh God,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my profile would say no. No to fit. Bee. I've been saying no to fit bees for a decade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which means I've been asking for a decade. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: but isn't special interest in an easy way like if you yeah,
0: but the, not everyone shares my special interest so and and I don't necessarily need someone to love movies as much as I do,
1: okay, that's true,
0: so you know like you it, but and and to be fair, like when I look at people's profiles, I'm not really it just depends on the on the app, okay, some of them you're swiping, and that's it, mm-hmm. like you know and, and then some of them you can send messages okay so but to me. It's usually easier to just do the swiping, and then when someone matches with you, then you send them a message and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Gotcha. But see, it's hard. Like I, you know, because like, I don't know. It's just awkward. Anyway, so my main point there is that it's it, like I, because they have they have these dating, they're then they're they're shit. They have these dating sites for like autistic people, and I'm like, oh, this is. They're not good. Hmm.
1: The site itself isn't good.
0: Like the apps are crappy. Oh,
1: just low tech.
0: They just. They're not as good as the mainstream sites. Okay. You know, like there's like Tinder and there's OK Cupid and right shit like that. I yeah. Um, the other, I, I forget the name of the autistic dating site. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wish I could program, uh, or if I it, or whatever that's called, like coding, create my own app. I would call it crap. <laughs> you would no. Um, what would be a good name for an autistic dating site? You tell me. Yeah. I can't think of anything funny. No. Oh, Blake. I can't believe it. Um, hmm. Keep talking. Let me think.
1: Okay. Well, <coughs> it's too bad they don't just build in something right, right, right into the regular dating apps. And I don't know why they all have to be separate. I mean... The thing, there are some algorithms out there like Match and Harmony have done a really good job of.
0: Oh, those those sites suck now.
1: I know, I know they do. But, but back in the day when we met on them, yeah. Um, th- you know, I remember, I thought it was a really great process to go through and and answer all the questions because they were really in depth. And I was like, wow, I'm actually getting to know myself better than I would have before I filled out this thing, because I you don't sit there and interview yourself very often. You know about what do you really like
0: unless you're nuts
1: yeah no (laughs) (laughs) no you know I don't know that's
0: not true because I talk to myself sometimes so
1: but I mean that's it when you're starting to date you do kind of have to go through and go okay well who am I and what do I like and what are my preferences because a lot of that becomes like kind of subconscious almost like you know we make those decisions in the background and we don't think about them in the forefront of our minds and so then it just becomes like Oh you meet someone and you go oh, I vibe with this person or I don't vibe with this person but really the the algorithm running in the back is all the decisions we've made about our own preferences um you know a long time ago so Yeah
0: I find it interesting cuz like one of the pff, sites Jesus bug sorry it's annoying yeah God, it was it's like being in Rochelle's place is so dirty there's just flies flying out everywhere Oh my gosh there's just
1: a couple of fruit flies Um
0: that's right and uh mm-hmm what was i saying oh because like one of the sites like you you go through and like answer question after question after question after question after question like you can just because it's there i think you can even ask questions and put them oh, on there for cool. people to answer and so then it gives you a percentage of your rating with like other people so based you can on see like how
1: you answered the questions. based
0: on how you answer the questions and based on what answers you think are acceptable
1: oh wow i mean i thought iHarmony harmony did that too
0: no, because there's a finite amount of questions that they answer or gotcha. that they ask. Whereas, like, because I'm talking about OKCupid. OK. Like, it just, you could answer like a million questions. I mean, maybe oh, not a million, right. but like probably a thousand of them.
1: That's a lot.
0: Um, and there's all kinds of questions. Some of them, I like, I s- skip them because I'm just like, I don't really care to answer that. Not because I don't want someone to know my answer, but also because it's just stupid.
1: If it's irrelevant to you as a person, I think you have every right to skip it. I mean, that's probably why there are so many of them is you just pick the ones you feel like you belong with. Yeah. Now, are you picking these based on like how your heart, like what makes your heart feel good or like what makes your comfort zone feel good? Because they're kind of two different parts of you.
0: Um, I just go with my gut. Okay. Yeah.
1: Kind of like what you really identify with.
0: Yeah, but I noticed that like some of my answers, because I I, answered something and then like I'll go back and someone's like, oh, you said this. And I'm like, did I? (laughs) (laughs)
1: And
0: then I'm like, oh, I should really reconsider what I said because it it doesn't really fit what I actually think.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Because you're just zipping through them. It's like, yes, no, yes, no. And then they're not all yes and no's, but there's a lot of yes and no's.
1: Are you doing this on your phone or on a computer?
0: On my phone. They don't I, really they don't really have it's not like like when we met, like you I was I was on my phone and the computer, mm-hmm. but a lot mostly on the computer. Like now they uh, they're all it's all app based.
1: I actually find I do better with answering more completely if I'm using the computer versus on the phone. There's just something about being on my phone that makes me feel like I need to be rushed in the process and, and maybe it's just because I personally just want to be able to put my phone down, so I want to get through it fast. Um, but yeah, I do feel more rushed when I'm answering things on my phone.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. So there's the meeting, p- like the, what's the, I don't know what you call that. The first phase of meeting someone the like meet these cute? days. The it's not really a meet you when you're meeting someone online. Oh, right. It's more of just like a,
1: just a first engagement.
0: A swipe situation okay yeah first engagement and then you 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 know you you talk on the app and then it's like hey you want to exchange numbers and then you start chatting like texting and then you plan a date or whatever Mm -hmm. um most of the time it does not get to that stage (laughs) really (laughs) yeah it doesn't often make it off of the app because it's a lot of fake profiles and stuff or people that appear to be fake or they're just not interested or interesting fair point so and then a lot of people ghost you you know mm. what that means, right? I do. I okay, do. Yeah. yeah. Which that was not a term back in the day.
1: No. When did that term even? Uh, it, f- feels, it feels
0: feels kind of new. Yeah. Newish. Last couple years or something like that. Um, because I've had that happen to me. It sucks. You know, like chatting with someone, then all of a sudden they're just like, they just disappear. Yeah. You are like hello, and then sometimes they'll like pop back up, and they're like, I'm not interested. And it's like, all right, cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't even try at this point. <laughs>
0: I admire you for
1: continuing to put yourself in social situations and, and, you know, and you're going out from time to time and doing social events and, um, trying, you know, and engaging with the community. I honestly am am not trying. So I think that that's really good for you. Like, kudos to you. Yay, me. Especially because I know how difficult it is for you. Like, it's not an easy thing. You don't take it for granted. You don't just be like, I gotta go. It's Friday night. I'm going out, you know. Just going to my lo- local honky tonk like you don't just.
0: Yeah, I would not go to a honky tonk. Um, I don't know what that is. It sounds horrible.
1: It doesn't matter. It's just I don't so like
0: tonking or honking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just picked the first example, you know. You redneck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, going out to the local honky tonk.
1: I was raised in the South.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, Let's see. What the hell was I just supposed to say? No, I don't remember. Ah, my brain. It's oh well I don't know this is off topic but it's Oscar Sunday I'm so excited I'll save it, that for Pop Minute
1: it is it is your it is your Super Bowl your
0: it, it is it is movie nerd Super Bowl today <coughs> yep and Rochelle is coughing everywhere
1: hey this is controlled
0: controlled Th- coughing this is
1: controlled yeah All I right. I have had asthmatic coughing fits over the last two weeks that I mean I've <laughs> they've been so bad. <laughs> that I've questioned my my will to live sometimes. And I didn't know I had asthma, so I didn't know that's why I couldn't catch my breath. And, it, you know, so, yeah, I'm grateful that it's just a little throat tickle. Yeah. Manageable Um, perspective, you know.
0: So I'm curious, you know, like for other people going through situations where they're, you know, because it's, it's, I don't know, it's always been awkward for me to go and like meet people. Mm-hmm so like we talked about this a little bit but i didn't really go into great detail earlier but like i figured i would talk about it on the podcast sure um oh we were talking about last night that i went out
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. go for it
0: um and so it was like a date so like we went to like a restaurant that has live music and whatnot
1: oh it was a restaurant
0: well i mean it's like a yeah it's like a wing place okay and with a band they have live music
1: that's cool was it loud
0: yeah oh. it was like loud but then it was also hard to hear yeah um, that'd be
1: hard for a first
0: date because it was well it wasn't a, it was a second date oh that's cool so um and then but she was like let's dance and i was like oh no
1: <laughs> you're a good dancer no i'm not
0: and so i didn't
1: Oh is it like a specific genre of dance or No, I mean
0: it's just like going up and shaking your butt in front of like strangers. Oh yeah, you don't like to do that. That's true. She was like, "Come on." So she was like standing there dancing next to the chair like the entire time and I was just like, "Oh my god, like this is not" So
1: you were totally uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, well cuz I was just like, "Oh, I'm not really one to do this." Now, like I, I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm lame. I'm not going to I don't really want to dance." I was like, "I am not nearly drunk enough."
1: Are you were you feeling super self-conscious?
0: I just don't like to dance. In general, just don't like, want to
1: even like at home in your underwear, like no one. Lo- if I was to. like
0: by myself and I'm just like, I don't not no not even like I feel like the will to dance and like have fun with the depression has been like siphoned out of me to a degree. Interesting, but like yeah, like because like in, in my I you know like for instance the other day I was driving and there was this dude behind me and I just assumed not that it matters that he was gay just because of the like way he was performing his music in his car it was very okay. flamboyant okay so maybe he's just a flamboyant fellow but sure. just you, you get the you, you and picture, you don't really care you're just oh saying, i don't care just describing care one moment. way or the other yeah. just trying to describe just like if i was like oh like he was white right exactly just So you're you know just what he looks just like.
1: describing the moment i get it
0: and uh it. he was just like i was like look at this guy having the best time. He's look at the, Having the, the time album. of his life yeah and uh because there's a song that I, it's actually really funny i was cuz i was thinking i was like oh they haven't really made like a mo- like a movie that's like a comedy that has like autistic people in it you're right and i was and i was uh, there's a song by sia um that chandelier song uh-huh. and every time i listen to that song i picture myself like rocking out to the song but uh-huh. not actually rocking out to the song just, just the imaginary so, Blake in your mind yeah so like in the movie version it's like me driving down the highway and I'm listening to the song and then it gets to like the part where she's like belting it out Yeah. and it would be me like standing on top of my car. Okay. Like, you know, like you driving with your feet or something. No, but, but cause you. it's a, cause it's like a dream sequence and okay. a, in a like, that's what I'm picturing when I'm, I'm just like oh, conservatively I driving and just like <laughs> kind of humming along to myself. And in my head I picture myself like standing on the top of the car being like, Singing the song just and like basically out, like a, a good... music video of yeah. the song like happening outside the car. that's
1: cool, but it's your alter ego kind of well, like it's more
0: just like what I would do if I wasn't so concerned with what everyone was thinking, okay,
1: and that seems to be the reoccurring theme, and I know that's been a theme for so a yeah, long if time. I didn't
0: care and, and maybe I would dance
1: maybe you would maybe you should, yeah it's I, so much more enjoyable when you don't care about what anyone else thinks because honestly, I bet. you're just using the idea you're trying to predict their responses and using that assumption to control yourself. Like, so, but screw what anyone else. But thinks. it was like,
0: I, but I but I'm, but I'm uncomfortable. So why am I going to put myself in a position to be uncomfortable? You know what I mean?
1: I know, but you've built your you structured your comfort around something like if I'm dancing
0: is, around like in my apartment or like singing to Declan yeah. and we're having fun, like that's fun to me, but to do that in front of other people isn't fun. So why am I going to I'm more I'm going to make my I'm going to force myself to be uncomfortable for what purpose?
1: Well, that in that setup I agree with you completely. I there's no argument. Like don't put yourself in something that makes yourself more uncomfortable. The the work is not to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. The work is to examine why it? Why you're adding that piece in and holding yourself back because of it? That's the work to do. The work is like, why do you stop yourself from being yourself? Do you, is it the hope you're going to gain someone else's approval?
0: I'm not hoping for anything. Is because you? It's, you know, I just. Un, it's just. Un, I'm just uncomfortable. Do you feel? Think like of it like a magnet. Like you could, you know, you take two magnets, you take the opposite side of the magnet uh-huh. and you try to like mush them together. Right. It's how it feels.
1: You just, So you constantly feel like you're repelling against someone.
0: I'm just, no, not the, not the person, just the thing that they want me to do. We're talking oh, about that's, dancing. That's
1: interesting. Well, I mean, hey, I don't feel comfortable dancing either because I feel like I'm super awkward. I just don't feel like I look good doing it. Like I have two left hips. I just don't know how to, you know, I, I am n- not pushing you to go dance in public. Like I... And one that thinks I'm a lousy dancer.
0: I'm gonna use one of my dad's old sayings. You dance like old people screw.
1: <laughs> it's a good one. I'm gonna go
0: check on it. Okay. All right, we're pausing yet again and then we'll get out of here. Sorry, Rochelle and I had to stop because I had a fit of uh dancing I needed to get out of me.
1: <laughs> Did it all uh Grey's anatomy style? What's that? You watched the first up ep- the first season with me. Yeah, okay. They used to, the, as residents, as medical residents, one of the, the cool parts I loved about the show, and mainly because I couldn't do it, so I watched in admiration, is that when Meredith and Christina Gray, which are, you know, Christina Gray, <laughs> Meredith and Christina Yang, um, as these medical interns, they were really stressed out. And what they would often do, of course, it all usually came with tequila, but they would often just dance out their frustrations and i was like oh look at them how do they know how to dance like there was always i was always kind of envious i watched it going man i like that idea because they just dance it out and dance party you know and they just kind of be really free with it and it's not like they were doing any specific moves you know you couldn't name it all but they just sat and just kind of jumped and bounced and danced to the music and just didn't worry about anything and of course they always did it in the privacy of their own home but but they were using um, dance in a really positive way, and
0: I'm not gonna dance, Rochelle. Stop trying to trick me.
1: I'm just saying, but you know, physical movement um, is, as we've talked in previous things, about <coughs> how beneficial it is to just move your body and get some of that energy moving through your nerves, and how it can really help, you know, your brain and your body down regulate from a stressful situation. So. That's why a lot of people love to dance, you know, because it 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 is kind of that physical exertion. But especially when you can do it to a beat that you like, it can actually be really soothing for, you know, just your nerves, literally, like emotionally and socially.
0: I liked. I didn't mind dancing when I was a kid. I didn't really care for some reason.
1: I know. I wish you didn't care now. Yeah. But I, I that's kind of what I I still find that to be an area we talk a lot about offline too is, is almost putting too much emphasis on what other people care because then you're holding yourself back and yet forcing yourself into some unpredictable environment for some response that how is, how is their response more important to you than your own? I don't know. That's what I would love. I would love to figure out a way to help you to, increase the prioritization of your own response for you. You're the only person who knows what it feels like to be you. You're the only one. As hard as I try, and damn it knows I have tried, as hard as I tried...
0: Damn to, it knows?
1: Damn it. I know how no, you know. hard I have tried to okay. figure some of these things out for you so that I can solve some of these problems, you know? Like, just... They're, I, I I, can't because I still is, I still don't know what it's like to be you. And I think the, what I run into is if you're spending all of your time focused on the other person and their reaction and the anticipation of their reaction, I think that the more important part is you may not know yourself either. So when I ask you this question like, what do you need for you to feel comfortable? I'm not sure you even know. Because you're not spending enough time asking yourself this question. You're spending all of your resources trying to predict their responses to get the reaction from them you want. And that that is going to fail you every time. It's gotten me this far. And it's also going to put you in a... a, You're going to end up feeling helpless. It puts you in a helpless situation because you've given them your power. And I really want you to take it back and say, the more time you spend asking yourself these questions and you start interviewing your own self and going, what does make me happy? What does... What is going to help me feel comfortable to where I don't care about their... How do you care about your opinions and feelings so much more that everyone else's opinions and feelings weigh less to you? Because when you can do that, you will spend less time wrapped up in the unpredictability of it and more time just enjoying being you. You are still hands down one of my favorite people to be around. You are lighthearted. You are witty. You are funny. You have an incredible way of just bringing this energy to the room that can be electrifying and you shut that down all the time because you're waiting for some response from someone else. Whereas if you were just looking at yourself and going, wow, I like this part of myself and just focusing on that.
0: The room dictates how well I'm able to do that, though.
1: Nope. 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 Yep, I'm, yep, I, that's yep. not how it works. Yep. 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 You remember earlier you were talking about those magnets? Yes. If you think that the room dictates that, you've got the magnets on, re- on repellent side. You're not even flipping them over to the attraction side. In order to flip the magnets over to the attraction side... I
0: know where my magnets are. Thank you very you much. You
1: have to flip them and care more about yourself. Okay. And I know that when I say that, it'd be like, oh, you, you want me to be selfish. Understand the difference between selfish and self-interested.
0: Sounds the same.
1: It is not. Self-interested means that you are acting on your own behalf... For the purposes of actually,
0: I'm usually acting on my own beehole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on my beehole right now. Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> my my point remains.
0: Yes. No As one, does my beehole.
1: Yes, but no one else. I mean, th- half the times sh- the people you're talking about are complete strangers. I know. They don't get to have that much power over you. Their reactions to you cannot be more important than your reactions to yourself because it just means that you're not spending that much time on you. You're the most important person. If you're not showing up for yourself, who else else can show up for you? I don't know. Name one other person on this planet who understands what it's like to be you better than you. Nobody. Then how come they get your power?
0: I don't know. I just said that. I'm just going to keep saying I don't know.
1: If you can see the funny faces we're making at each other right now. Well, think about it. Because I think and I know and I feel that to some degree, the mask is just... I understand there are situations where it is necessary, but... I would really encourage you to, as much as possible, put it down and get to know yourself better so you can feel more comfortable being you. You're the only, w- you're the only Blake out here and, you know, it breaks my heart sometimes to see the shutdown version so often. I don't want that for you.
0: Okay. Sorry for breaking your heart.
1: I just want you to be you.
0: I am being me. That is me. <laughs>
1: Well, that's the adapted you. That's the you that's adapted to years of not being understood. And and rightly so. I mean, I know what it was like this week to be told, hey, you have asthma and you've had it probably your whole life. Didn't anyone pay attention or didn't anyone ask you, like, do you have trouble catching your breath when you run? And i like, yeah, it started when I was like nine or ten and I couldn't ever catch my breath. And I told people, but maybe in reality, I stepped back and I I, I called my sister and I was like, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't tell people enough. Like I knew I was always struggling. I knew I hated PE. I knew I could never catch my breath. For years, I have these athletic brothers. They're off hiking like Mount Kilimanjaro, and sh- I mean, and they're constantly, "Come on, Rochelle, you just got to work out." I was trim. Like I was a fit athlete as a kid, and I still couldn't catch my breath. And instead of saying, "Hey, there's a problem. I can't catch my breath," you know what I did is I thought. Maybe I'm not doing something right or I'm just not athletic enough or I blamed myself because I didn't know that there was something that was wrong. Now I'm not comparing, you know, one to another, but for my entire life I dealt with something that I didn't know had some explanation. And an explanation that could also come with some support and I suffered for years and I would constantly try and keep up with my brothers and they're hiking this mountain and they're like come on Rochelle you're way in the back and I'm just sitting there with my face red I can't catch my breath you remember that hiking trip we went on in Colorado
0: it was California
1: <coughs> no I think it was with Jared and Stephanie and
0: and we had like the whole group Brian, and my dad that was California oh dang remember when we were in Laguna Beach
1: oh right California Man, that, I couldn't catch my breath there either.
0: I'd still like to go back to the fact that because it threw me off when you said my brothers are hiking Ma- Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm like, do you have any idea where that is? Where is it? It's in Tanzania.
1: Okay, well maybe What's that's in not Africa. The right... Well, he's... maybe like Mount Whitney or something. Oh, that's the one. And Mount. Av- Has he done Everest? No
0: one's hiking Mount Everest. You climb it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, I'm oxygen deprived here.
0: So are the people on Mount Everest.
1: (laughs) I have a brother who, he has, okay, he has hiked uh, Mount Whitney. I know Ryan has multiple times. Okay. And he's hiked the Grand Canyon. I don't know. I'm just glad I didn't screw up the name Kilimanjaro. I wasn't sure I was going to get that out. Spell it. No, I cannot do that. Okay. Okay. I just saw it on the screen, so maybe I could fake it. But, yeah, um, you know, I'm just saying, like, how often do we suffer in silence? That's my point. I suffered in silence with something, and it wasn't until now when I was finally telling people, like, hey, I cannot breathe. Maybe something's wrong, and they're, my allergies are out of control. And, th- you know, oh, allergies are just bad in Georgia. I'm like, something else is wrong. Like, I am. I literally can't catch my breath. Gotcha. So, suffering in silence... It doesn't work long term. Why do we do it?
0: It's a good question. You know what the answer is? Mm-mm.
1: Pop minute. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Go for it. <laughs> news minute first, actually. Actually, no wait. Yes, pop minute first. I have. I have. I'm screwing myself up. Ah, okay. So, I'm. I'm so sorry, everyone, because I. I usually. I try to switch these up, so that I'm trying to switch these up, so it's not like bad news. But we had some bad news this week. Two, two bits of bad news, actually, for Pop Minute. Um, William Hurt, famous actor, yeah, died last week. Oh uh, no. We missed a week, so it was uh, last week. At the age of 71, one week before his 72nd birthday, so I guess that means his birthday would be this week. You may remember Hurt from such films as Body Heat, The Big Chill, Kiss of the Spider Woman, for which he won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, Michael, which also starred John Travolta, the film version of Lost in Space, but most recently he was probably best known for his role as Thaddeus Ross in the Marvel movies, starting with 2008's The Incredible Hulk. The role he played in about five Marvel movies. Um, As of when I read this, uh, no official word had come as to the cause of death, but he had been diagnosed with cancer in 2018. I didn't know that. And then another news, uh, and this just, I believe, happened yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, at the age of 50, was found. That's young. Uh, well, I don't know if he was found dead or if he was pronounced dead. They yeah. said, like, I read a New York, was the New York Times or LA Times article, something like that, that they found, like, 10 different substances in his system. Really? But they were, like, it looked like they were all, like, prescription drugs plus marijuana Oh. but there's still no cause of death has been because i mean if they found me dead they'd find all my medications in my system too oh i
1: mean the amount of medication i've been on just that this i was really loud sorry um yeah no i get it there's it's not uncommon to just to have nine or ten prescription medications at one time with the way the world is now
0: yeah um so
1: but they think you said he had cancer
0: no that was william hurt We moved on to another person who's now dead. Sorry. The drummer. Yeah. I follow. I follow. Foo Fighters. Right. I followed. Yeah, really. And it's Oscar Sunday today. So when you're listening to this, the Oscars will have been um, today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They start in a few hours.
0: No, it starts in an hour. Oh, are we there already? A few hours. It's at eight o'clock. Yeah, it's seven.
1: Oh, damn.
0: I don't know what math you use, but. I've had a hard day, man. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Been a um day. coming up at eight o'clock. So all these movies are nominated. I just I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about that for pop minute. Just uh those two uh guys passing away is pretty much all I have. But I just wanted mm. to I've been it's ner- it's movie nerd Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. It's a big day for big night for Blake. It I is have, it has nothing to do with anything. So it's that's why I call it Nerd Super Bowl because just like Rochelle has nothing to do with who plays in the Super Bowl or who wins. She's very excited about it. I'm very excited. And I am watching all of the millionaires, uh, self-congratulate each other. And <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I love the showmanship of the show.
1: I know. I want you to be up there one day.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let's not get too excited. And now it's time for news minute. Okay. Um, you got? I, I don't, I, because we're a little bit behind because I, all my news is from like last week. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, so the Senate passed a bill last week that would make daylight saving time permanent.
1: Yeah, but you know my only challenge with that is... Let that me they finish. Sorry.
0: Effectively ending the back and forth of changing our clocks. For uh, I, for one, am in favor. How about you, Rochelle?
1: So I'm in favor with the bill except for the fact that they want to just keep the standard time. They want to...
0: No, they want to keep daylight saving time like the way it is right now without right. changing it back to right. where it's darker.
1: It needs to be... Yes.
0: You want it to be darker?
1: I, I, Our bodies biologically run on standard time. So when we go forward, it throws the... What? It, throw, we it want, th- No,
0: we, we want more sunshine. They just, there's a whole bunch of different things where they say that like more sunshine during the day. Okay, maybe
1: we'll adapt. I don't know. I just know that
0: like... You want it to be nighttime earlier, you weirdo?
1: If that's the regular rhythm of the... But we are supposed to be in sync with nature.
0: And our we're bodies are meant the to be. Of the night. We're
1: supposed to be in sync with nature. Maybe we need more sleep during those months. It's not like this country. We all need more sleep. Like everyone needs to sleep yeah, more. Yeah.
0: So, but the it's so it's still light out. It's like around seven or eight. So I don't know. Get I just, some blackout curtains if you want to go to bed earlier. Mm. Why do the rest of us have to suffer?
1: I'm just saying.
0: All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad grateful. you're not. I'm glad you're not a member of the Senate.
1: Okay. Well, I'm it's grateful not, that they're going to dissolve it one way or the other.
0: No. Well, that's not true. It's not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination because if you know anything about how a bill works, yep.
1: Now it's going to the House.
0: It needs to go to the House, and it needs to be signed by the President right. to become law. Correct. So it's. I watched it, West Wing. It's in the hands of our representatives.
1: Josh Lyman taught me everything I need to know about how Great. a law
0: works. A fictional character. I learned a lot, though. What Roche- That's where Rochelle learned all of her political <laughs> know-how is from a guy no, that doesn't learned even exist. I it in
1: school, and then I relearned it watching West Wing a, a couple hundred times.
0: All right. <coughs> um, that's all I got for News Minute and Pop Minute. Uh, any last thoughts about uh, what we talked about today?
1: Mm. No, but I do appreciate you sharing. I mean, the more open you are about some of those internal processes, I think the more it helps everyone just be aware of the things we take for granted. And the adaptation process is a big deal. Like we adapt to things. I just, I had a client come in the other day and and she's had multiple body traumas that were 15, 20 years ago, epidurals and issues and things. And 15, 20 years ago, so she's not thinking about them as being uh, contributory factors to migraines today, and as we're working through things, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start unraveling some of these compensation patterns. It occurred to me to say to her, you know, you've created a lot of lifestyle adaptations to deal with the chronic pain. As we start to unravel this, you might have to adjust those lifestyle adaptations, you know, kind of remove them, because you may not need them. They might create more problems. And so, it just That whole thing comes to light when you think about how many social adaptations you've made that if you do start to find ways to reduce the stress of a social adaptation, some of the ways you do that might be removing some of your own compensation patterns as a result. So from a lifestyle standpoint, it's good to know that both exist. So when you start making progress in one, just start undoing some of the other stuff so that overall life is easier. That's my prayer. Like, I want life to be easier. I want life to feel easier.
0: Fit bees for everyone. No,
1: that doesn't feel <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, this has been another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Michelle. Oh, uh, shit. I messed up. <laughs> <clears throat> this has been another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake.
1: And I'm Michelle.
0: And we'll be back. Happy Oscar Sunday, everyone.
1: Happy Oscar Sunday.